0: Hey, it's me, Sam. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening. Y'all, this is my 30th episode. 30. I cannot believe that I have 30 separate times either myself recorded or had a guest on. I am almost at 2,000 listens on a cast box... And um, at a, I, I have no idea what's going on in, in anywhere else. To be honest, I get kind of a um, analytic reading on iTunes, but it's not like a lot of people will. Just like I say, almost 2,000 listens on Castbox. Um, iTunes is kind of tracked by downloads, and for some reason, of all the information that that particular analytics thing gives on itunes it doesn't specifically say how many downloads so i don't have any idea whatever i'm not worried about it um i'm having uh i'm just i'm just yeah i'm just really really uh sticking with it in 30 episodes oh my gosh i should go back and listen nothing much has changed you know what? I said I wasn't gonna buy any fancy equipment. Guess what? I'm driving, recording on my phone just like I was episode one. So <laughs> I'm committed to it. I'm telling you right now my favorite part is that um, I'm on some of these I'm on some different Facebook groups and things like that and there'll be like people asking these questions like super technical. honest to God I don't rem- I don't know. Anything that they're talking about, I, I barely can read it. The words are completely foreign to me, and I'm thankful. I don't want to know what it means. I don't want to uh, have those words in my brain. I don't want to know, like about editing and sound and buffering and stuff like that. I don't. I don't want to know any of it. I just want to record thoughts that I have and get get stories from guests and interview guests and, uh, and put it out there in the world. And, you know, maybe the quality isn't 100%, but it's kind of, kind of what I committed to from, from day one. So sticking to it, 30 episodes in, uh, yeah. All right, y'all, first of all, I'm still thinking about this because I'm anyway, I think it's, I think it's still going on. I just went to Walmart my, my, uh, quarter or not even quarterly monthly Walmart, uh, splurge. And, um, I went to the bathroom and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden a Walmart gnat flies into my nose. Now I immediately exhaled, got a tissue, tried to blow my, you know, blew my nose. I don't know where it went. Now I feel like a scratch in my throat. You know, I'm a hypochondriac. I'm convinced now that this gnat is like in my throat and is gonna end up like destroying my. I don't know what's gonna happen. What is Walmart gnat? Gosh, gross. From the bathroom. Walmart bathroom gnat. Gross. Straight in my nostril. Terrible. Yeah, I went to Walmart because this is kind of exciting. My sitter um she I haven't really worked out the details of how old she is or 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 when she started like when she got anyway. I think she's only a few years older than me, but then she talks about like being married for 14 years. And then she talks about being divorced for 5 years. And then I know she has some adult children and then anyway, I'm I don't I don't really know when her timeline starts or actually how old she is, but regardless of that, when her and her now ex-husband first got married, they bought a camper, new, and camper. they have pretty well kept it parked at a uh campground in a town <laughs> called Camden. I mean, if you could get more backward in Podunk, I don't know that you could. But um I didn't even know it existed. We went out there last night and took a look at it, take a look at it. Uh because so my daughter for her birthday, my my now 7-year-old, she had her birthday on Tuesday. Happy birthday. My sweet, sweet, feral princess, Clara. (laughs) Um, She she drew a picture with basically a map of all of the things that she wanted to accomplish for her birthday. And it was very detailed Um, and included. She wanted to go to a garden. She wanted to go to the beach. She wanted uh what was the other thing? Oh, she wanted to get her hair cut at an actual salon. And I think that was it. Initially. And Then she just added things on since then, but she had a whole picture series of like this whole thing drawn out, you know, detail, detail on what all she wanted to do. So she later decided that she did not care about the garden. That was optional. Thank you for that. Um, but she did still want to go to the beach. And then it kind of developed from there that she wanted to do, rather than having a birthday party. I, I, I encourage all parents to propose this to your children because I've talked about this before. It is so stressful to plan a birthday party. But this kind of stuff really works out and is way less involved but I think way more fun just me my kids don't need presents they don't need anything and what's the purpose of a birthday party but to like be with your friends and have fun and then presents right my kids don't need anything my house my house is literally a couple weeks ago I was last Friday I was home or the Friday before that I don't know and I was like how did my house get so filled up with so much crap I couldn't get rid of it quick enough I, uh, I'm just rabbit trailing at this point, but I'll come back to my original, you know what I do. Um, I went to a garage sale a couple of weeks ago and this lady, I, I, I swear, I think she's the smartest person I've ever met. I get there and it's like full house sale, come on in. And so I'm thinking most of the time when you go to a garage sale like that, if you're not a connoisseur like I am, let me explain to you, uh, that means that they're either moving or the person has passed away and so they're just selling everything in the home and uh, you know anything goes I go in this lady's like kicked back in a chair in the living room watching tv I'm like oh are, are you moving or what's going on she's like no, no no I'm not moving I said oh okay she says <laughs> she says I'm staying right here I just got tired of so much crap in my house so, I thought i just opened up my house. She said, some of the stuff I put up that I didn't want for sale, some of my personal stuff. She said, but for the most part, any, anything you want. If you want it, make an offer and, and I'll sell it to you. I was like, you're brilliant. I'm about to do this. Just come on in. If you want something, tell me and, I'll t- and you can have it. I'm tired of so much crap piled up. And she did. She had everything pulled out of her cabinets in her kitchen. She had everything pulled out in the bedrooms, all over the floor. And, uh, oh yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant. But so yeah, that's the thing. Like for a birthday party, the last thing I need is 50 gift bags taken home with all kinds of toys that are just going to pile up and she's never going to play with. So, I mean, literally the gift bags from my family and things that I've gotten are still just piled up in her room. Like she just does she doesn't mess with this kind of stuff more than maybe one time. And then, you know, we have already talked about this with the, uh, Hatchimal dolls, And I know my kid's not the only one. There have been some toys that she's consistently played with that she's had for a couple of years. But for the most part, like now that she's in school especially, not enough time, one, really, to sit around and play a lot with toys, which is sad for a kid. But um, also, she just is, you know, what if she say, I actually let her listen to that bit that I talked about with her in the Hatchimal, and she was like, yeah, because I don't know how they work. I'm like, come on, it's freaking all. figure it out, <laughs> you're smarter than I am when it comes to tech stuff, but anyway, so, she wanted, so she, this, the whole thing kind of developed to an overnight trip, she decided, rather than a birthday party, she would, she wanted to do an overnight trip with one of her friends, and I was like, okay, that's not a terrible idea, let me start trying to figure it out, well then, It just so happened that her, um, her little bestie decided that she also was going to do an overnight trip, and her her mom, her mom and I had talked about this, that she was kind of decide between a party, like a backyard party, or doing a trip, and she decided on the trip, and invited Claire to go with her, and so they went and stayed at a hotel, and did like a game, like a game place type thing. Had a blast so we kind of had that to model after, uh, after, you know, and then, uh, so I got to thinking like, where can we go to where there's a beach that's not like eight hours, away, <laughs> 12 hours away. I started looking at Northern Ohio, but even that is like three hours away. And with two, six, seven, they're, they're both seven now with two seven year olds. Oh my goodness. So it, my, uh, sitter, like I said, she has this camper, it's parked at a campground and she had offered me right around the same time that if me and the kids ever wanted to go out there and stay, she'd be, you know, willing to allow us to do that. And so I got to talking to her about it. I said, what all they got out there? She's like, there's a pond right out my back door. It's got a little, uh, like buoyed off area. That's a little beach with sand. I was like, I'm sorry, what? They got a beach. It's only 30 minutes away (laughs) because here's the thing, people, and I don't know that parents realize this. I didn't realize this until I started kind of not being able to travel too far because of so many kids. Kids are perfectly happy with pond beach, creek beach, lake beach. They don't care. Like as long as there's sand, sticky sand that they can build a castle with, it doesn't matter. So I was like, yes, pond, beach, perfect. And then she's like, yeah, that date's perfectly fine. We're not going to be there. We're going to be out of town that weekend. If you want to go out there and stay um, on the weekend after her birthday, you're welcome to do that. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're going out there. We're going to do the whole deal. We're going to put hot dogs on the campfire. We're going to do s'mores. We're going to do some sweet corns, you know, all kinds of camping, hillbilly type stuff. So, should be tons of fun. Fishing. I got our fishing pole. That was one of the last birthday presents. Um, and uh so, we're going to fish and, and maybe swim if the water's warm enough. I don't know. You know, build sandcastles and, and have loads of fun sleeping in the camper. So, and then she... My sitter is a rock star. I still gotta get into like talking about how to choose a sitter because that is something I wanna talk about. But she's a rock star, she's great. And then she was like she said, you know what? Actually, we're gonna be out of town next weekend too. So if y'all wanna stay there for the holiday, you're welcome to do that. What? So yeah, we're saying Claire and I and her little friend are staying there tonight. And then next weekend, um, my two year old actually has her birthday party on Saturday. And then we're going to go and stay Saturday and Sunday night for Labor Day weekend. So, that'll be tons of fun with all four of us. Yeah, in a camper. It's going to be a blast. Oh, uh, wow. So are all four kids and me. That makes five. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what my Walmart trip was about. I had to get all the last minute stuff for that. And also had to get just some groceries for the week. So, that's what we've been doing so because we are um staying at the camper tonight i actually went last night and uh just kind of i've only ever stayed in a camper we used to have a pop-up camper there for a while i've only ever stayed in a camper one other time so yeah there's a little funny stuff like you can't poop in the toilet hey heads up on that yeah so you gotta walk down to the uh to the bathrooms on the campground. Um, don't run the griddle when the air conditioner's on, or you'll blow a fuse. You know stuff like that. Wiggle the DVD player to uh, get that get it open if you want to watch a movie. Uh, leave the humidifier on because campers notoriously stay very very uh, muggy. So anyway, you know stuff like that. Like where to turn on the water. Where to park. Where to go to the bathroom? All you know, on and on. So as I'm there, and this is what I, this is one thing I definitely I wanted to touch on today. Uh, as I'm uh, thinking about it, on, 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 on. as I'm there, you know, this um, everyone kind of has golf carts or like the gator, you know, the bigger, rugged, more rugged type little transport vehicles or whatever, and is rolling around this campground. And uh, this guy rolls up and. My sitter, who's become a friend of mine, Angie, she hollers out at him, hey, and uh, who's, you know, my two year old's with me, who's that? Oh, it's Mia, okay. and uh, so then she gets up and goes over and, and is talking to him. <clears throat> we had actually um, gotten some food at a little restaurant close by, and so we were sitting at our little picnic table eating uh, while she was talking to this guy and, and then so then out all of a sudden she turns around and she says, "Oh, you would know Samantha. She's your neighbor." to this guy. And he happens to be the guy who actually is the owner of the campground. Like I guess it's been in his family for, you know, a couple of generations whatever. And I immediately was like, "I've never seen this man in my life." How, you know, please tell me when she says neighbor, that he means, she means, like, we live on the same road, (laughs) which, you know, can happen. People, say call that a neighbor when you live in the country. So, I'm like, oh, okay, do you live on Fool's Road? And my, uh, sitter, Angie, she's like, yeah, he lives in the house right beside you. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm embarrassed and I'm going to give some backstory on this, but I'm embarrassed. I introduce myself, you know, have, do a little small talk, make, try to make some jokes to cover up with the fact that I've lived in this home for seven years and have not met the person who lives. So if you can picture it, my house is maybe about maybe 200 yards back off the road 150 yards back off the road and then so if you're on my front porch looking at the road this house is maybe 50 yards off the road directly diagonal to the right so I can see the back of his house I can see the his barn um so it's not like we're in a subdivision people I mean don't get hateful but but still he is my neighbor, and I've made a point to meet and get to know other neighbors so here's the backstory. None of this is an excuse; none of this makes it okay. I just want to talk about this being a neighbor and and being uh hospitable. I've been kind of studying up on and and trying to learn about what that means and anyway so uh My aunt and uncle actually lived in the house that we're in for, like, 22 years. I grew up there, like, some of my best memories are there. I had three boy cousins, ran around with them. Um, My mom and my uh, aunt and uncle used to trade off every other year celebrating New Year's. So, those years were always fun because we didn't have any gaming systems, but my cousins had a Nintendo. (laughs) And so, those were the funnest years because we would just sit and play like old school Mario for hours and hours and hours until it was midnight. Gotta be kidding me. Always. You have an incoming call. Oh, I thought to, uh, to silence it on my phone, but I'm in my car, which has Bluetooth calling, and did you think I thought to disable that? Nope. Let me do it now, so we don't have any future interruptions. Um, so yeah, we just steadily played Mario for, like, four hours straight, and then when New Year's would come, does anybody else do this? Is anybody else this redneck? We would go outside and bang on pots and pans and just make a crazy ruckus at midnight, but anyway my aunt just doted on me too because she had three boys you know I had a brother I was really the only granddaughter niece that was close my other uncle lived in Massachusetts so he did have three girls but they were all there we didn't see them very often anyway so I watched a lot of like Sound of Music and Green Gables got my nails done by my aunt you know all that stuff my mom and my aunt It's a miracle I'm not brain damaged, just steadily giving each other perms every six weeks, chemicals, just filling their houses every other, every, you know, every, every other month, one of them giving the other one a perm. So, um, so when their house, when they decided, like their boys were all grown and they decided to kind of downsize a little bit and their house went on the market, um, I was married at that time to my second husband. And we had talked about moving back to the area where I grew up in. Kind of, I wasn't totally like hell bent on it. I was. We were an hour away at that point, and the house that we had, were living in was his grandmother's home. <clears throat> and we were like next door to his parents. But to me, it really, it was it really wasn't so much about location as it was just about finding something that. I really loved the it had land and we wanted a farm and blah 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 so we looked and looked we looked at a couple of different homes actually in the area of where my um, house is now and uh I, I remember it, like it was I, I don't remember anything but I do remember this I um I was online like we did a lot of nights looking at houses and I was like oh my gosh this house is beautiful and it's in Farmersville and look at it and um and then I opened it up and looked a little closer and I was like oh my gosh this is my aunt and uncle's house it's how funny I'm looking at it and I loved it without realizing that it was their house until I looked closer and he was like there's no way you know it's outside of our budget we can't afford it well long story short It was outside of our budget because of just, you know, they had a realtor. They hadn't been realistic. I don't think about the pricing. And so it ended up being in our budget and bought it. And, you know, went for. I'm still there (laughs) seven years later. So anyway, I grew up, you know, for 20 something years. And even when we moved in there, Knowing the only thing that I knew about this neighbor was that he was an alcoholic. And I remember growing up, not in any way like trash talking this guy or nasty talking or anything like that. My aunt and uncle are really wonderful people. Very, very like, anyway, so it wasn't like judgmental or negative. It was just like funny funny but not funny like oh our neighbor was out in the field in the middle of the night on his tractor or our neighbor was playing music until 4 a.m in the barn or you know just stuff like that that I remember growing up hearing and then so then when I moved into the house it was the neighbor is still an alcoholic, just keep a heads up, basically, like, just know that these kinds of things can happen, I don't think there was ever any danger, or any, like, you know, there was never any conflict, or anything like that, it was just like, just, just so you know, these things could happen, kind of deal, so that's what I knew, and that's kind of what, um, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if because of that, I stayed away from there, or because of that, I just didn't really make a point to interact with him, it was wrong, I should have, I I know, I believe now that I should have initiated uh, contact, you know, with them before now, but anyway, so, so last night, when he's there, and I'm talking to him, and then he drove away, I was like, Man, I feel terrible. I've lived in my house for seven years. And I can't believe that this is how I'm meeting my neighbor. Like, at a campground. Completely, totally random. Like, I never knew that he owned that campground. You know, just, anyway. I didn't even know him. Like, looking at his face. I didn't know that he was my neighbor until she told me. I never actually even looked at his face all the way on. I've seen him outside here and there. But, whatever. So... I told my, uh, sitter, I said, you know, I feel bad about this, but I know that I've avoided him or avoided contact with him because I had it in my head that he was an alcoholic and I had seen, you know, things go on when we first moved in there that like things in the middle of the night, waking up in the night to loud noises and and things going on over there that led me to think that he was still you know, (laughs) still doing what he'd been doing. And she said, Oh, yeah, he used to be. He's not now he's been sober for about five years. And I said, Well, yeah, I mean, that kind of lines up. There hasn't really been much going on over there in the past five years. Just when we first moved in there. And she said, you know, he can't drink now. Essentially, he's destroyed his body. He can't drink. He's sober. He's a hard worker. He'd do anything for you. And I'm thinking, man, I... Anyway, so the point of this whole elaborate story, if you've even managed to keep up at this point. I've been listening to a podcast by um, Nancy D. Gosh, I'm going to forget her name anyway she 's married now i 'll put it in the description de lamoss I believe is what her what her maiden name was she 's married, and she still uses that name. She just uses a hyphen but i've been listening to her podcast and she has a whole series that has another woman on there who wrote a book about hospitality, and so she 's been talking about how like, her and her husband used to do prayer walks in their community and invite the other people in their na- their neighborhood to come with them. They used to open up their homes for cookouts for their neighborhood and that. I mean, they obviously, from what the impression I get from her conversations, they lived in a subdivision to where they were kind of, you know, shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> like, look out your window and you see the next person's house kind of thing, which is not really my situation. But... Um, the Bible is is pretty much clear when it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I don't think that that means just your neighbor. I think that that word neighbor can, you know, means essentially anyone that you interact with. But I do think that I missed a huge opportunity to be able to, you know, build a relationship with this man and his wife Um, and then the wife's mother I found out lived there as well you know as their neighbor whether that means I just say hey to them or I know I mean I don't even know his name and that's just really really uh, frustrating for me so I think that was the thing that Last night, I was really kind of smacked in the face with, like, here I've been listening to this podcast and trying to learn and gather, you know, get information about how to be more hospitable, trying to come up with ideas on ways that I might, like, invite some of the people on my road um, you know, for maybe something for Christmas or something for Halloween or something like that. And then to be like smacked in the face with, here's your neighbor that you've lived next to, like literally my closest neighbor that I, and I, and nobody's really too close, but my closest neighbor that I've lived next to for seven years and I've never met him, um, so, yeah, obviously, clearly, I have a long way to go when it comes to hospitality. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really hoping to see him again tonight and tomorrow, hopefully. And I really, you know, it's gonna. I'm just, I'm kind of, it's just amazing to me how God works. Like, this is something that's been on my heart. I had plans to initiate, you know, more contact with my neighbors and to open up my home and to be more hospitable. And here it's like God just dropped my neighbor literally in my lap in a way that is is so completely random that I would have, I would have never in a hundred, like if you'd have told me like, oh yeah, by the way, when you go to check out the camper tomorrow night, you're going to meet your neighbor that you haven't met in seven years, I would have been like, what are you talking about? You know, it's just crazy. So I just, I I don't know. The couple of things I just took away is like, I am, I'm motivated still. And now I feel like I have even uh, a high, like a bigger motivation, because I really want to get to know this guy. I want to know his family. I want to, interact with him more. I'm hoping to see him tonight. And I'm hoping that by having this interaction with him at the campground, like if I do open up my home, if I do um, you know, have a Christmas party. One year, I will say one year, I sent out invitations and we did have like a Christmas cookie exchange and quite a few of our neighbors came and that was really fun. But if I do something like that again, or if I do something for Thanksgiving or Halloween or whatever it would be that because I've met him and interacted with him at this campground that he'd be more willing maybe to come over and, and come to dinner or something. But, and then the other part of it is he was telling me that his uh, mother-in-law essentially who lives with him has dementia. And so I'm hoping that that'll um, kind of open up a door that I could offer help, you know, if he need if they need help or I can offer resources in that area Um, as far as help with her, if there's anything I can, can do or be available. I just want to, I think that's the thing. Like I, I want to be available and help and like, I'm just, this was the other piece that I was thinking of is like, I'm so thankful for a God who sees our hearts and like sees that we are motivating to, to be a part of things that are important to him and that we don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Like I don't. I, I, I didn't even have to go looking for this guy. It just He literally rolled up to the camper that I was at with my <laughs> sitter and his gator and parked. Like I didn't have to go knock it on his door. I didn't have to have any like awkward nervous first interaction. I met him through my sitter who has known him for years and years. And it was really casual and, and good. And so I just love that. I just love that. Uh, you know, God wants us to be a part of what he's doing in this world and he will facilitate that. And like, if you're, if you're willing and your heart's willing and you're, and you're available, you're not going to have to put too much effort in finding opportunities to serve. It'll, it'll really, I just really believe that, that God will open those doors for you and that he'll provide those opportunities Um, you know, even as specific as this is of like being hospitable and wanting to meet my neighbors and be more engaged with my, my community. So anyway, that got kind of heavy as far as, uh, (laughs) hopefully I didn't use too many, uh, words. I don't think I did. No. Sometimes when I get to talking about church and and God, I'll just go full on, full on Christianese, and it gets uh, a little, little bit, um, Maybe some words that I, I need to clarify, but I don't think I did. I think I've kept it, kept it clear. Not that y'all aren't like super smart and know everything already. So it's not like I need to clarify, but yeah, that was, that was exciting. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to camp. I'm excited to, to hopefully see this guy again, interact with them. And I'm looking forward to how it'll play out in the future with, uh, with just, you know, being able to spend more time and be more proactive about hospitality and and meeting people and interacting and being a part of people's lives. So, um... I just loved, if you get a chance, it's Nancy D. LaMoss. That's what it is. I don't know what I said before, but I just remembered it. If you get a chance to check out her podcast, it's called Revive Our Hearts. She does a lot of other series, but that one is the one that I've listened to. But her whole podcast is really, really good. I really like her in general. I I saw her at a conference in Indianapolis quite a few years ago, and um I loved her then. I have I really, I didn't realize she had a podcast until about two weeks ago. And I've really enjoyed it. I've been listening to it in the mornings when I'm getting ready and stuff. But um, I just, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's the main deal that I've gotten out of the interview that she was doing with a woman uh, on hospitality is that this woman was talking about like, because she's gotten to know her neighbors, she knew when one of the spouses was in the hospital for a surgery. And so then she was able to initiate the rest of the community in taking meals to the husband. You know, just things like that, that aren't like I'm taking a Bible and pounding it on your forehead. It doesn't have to be like that. Like just loving people and being available and serving when the opportunities presents themselves and um, just being open and having your home open. I really want to do that. That's one of the main, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I, uh, my cousin's husband has been at my house for about three weeks now I think and has been doing some uh, painting and repairs and blah 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 different things and one of the main reasons that I've have had him doing those things is because I want to get to the point of opening up my house and having it to be set up so that I can either like host a mom's group, host a Bible study group, host a whatever group, single parent group, and have it, um, like, very, exce- like, not accessible, what's sort of I'm looking for, like, just set up to where, like, there's a kid's space, there's a adult space, there's a eating space, and, like, it's just really gonna, I really want it to be, um, like, a good flow, so that's why I've had him there, that's one of the main reasons, also, like, our bathtub needed work, and I wanted to be able to take a bath someday. <laughs> I'm not really a big bath person, but... kids are and they've missed out on taking baths so that's all done and exciting but um yeah so I want to open up my house I want to have uh be able to have people out there more and and have that be something that's just a normal thing for my kids I want them to feel comfortable with having people in their lives I talked about this in the last episode with Jill like that's not necessarily something that I grew up with um, but I do want to kind of push that with my kids is that you know having community and having people in your home and in your lives is a really good thing it can get messy of course it can get messy it can get dramatic and you get all the things but I think the payoff is is, uh, is definitely worth it so anyway that's that had to take a little pause there do a little work today's Friday by the way and, uh, I'm really, uh, I've been having a, quite a bit of work, so I feel very productive this week, but I was just talking with a, this patient that I just left, and I'm telling you what, this time of year is the hardest for me, like literally this morning, I met up, um, and saw a patient for my other job, and I mean at like 10 o'clock, not very early, and I was cold, like, standing outside, talking to one of my coworkers. I was cold. Like, I really felt like I could have easily wore a jacket. And now it's, like, 85 degrees. So, <laughs> this is the part of the year where we get, like, a 30 to 40 degree dr- jump throughout the day, every day. And it's crazy. But I haven't even been turning on my air conditioner because it cools off so much at night that it's really not even necessary. So, anyway the only other thing that I was going to talk about and I'm sorry if this is kind of exclusive to one particular audience but I happen to uh fall into this demographic so every once in a while I might you know I might have a uh a special uh or a, a topic that that is in this for this uh these people or this category only I just wanted to talk about being a single parent and some things that I've kind of been thinking about over the past couple of weeks that come along with that um and just make kind of even just like being and being single in general that have come up that I've thought about and I want to say that like first off None of this has directly come from anyone. No one has made any comments to me like there hasn't been anything negative that's happened. This has all been in my head. So (laughs) I know I realize that makes me completely neurotic. But um, I think that other single parents will commiserate. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just insecure and need to get over myself. But, um, one thing I was talking to a friend of mine and, uh, she just like in conversation, didn't think twice about it, made mention that her and her husband were going out to eat with another couple from our church. And so that's one thing that I wanted to touch on that I just want to, I guess, just say to any other single parents or folks that are out there, like, I feel your pain, (laughs) And I I feel you're, I feel you're hurt. And I don't know what the solution is because, you know, am I ever going to, is that couple ever going to invite me to go to dinner with them? No. Because it's awkward. Like, I'm a third wheel. You know, maybe the wife. Now, in this particular situation, I'm friends with a wife. I also am friendly with a husband. Like, he is someone who I talk to, who I've interacted with quite a bit. So, I know both of them. But... To have a scenario where the three of us go out to dinner, it just is not something that I, I could ever see happening. Um, so, this isn't like a PSA to married couples try to, you know, to start inviting your single friends out to dinner and they feel left out. It is just more so a, like, to single parents, to single people, I commiserate with you. Like, I, I this is something that I, it's just it's a feeling of loss. Like it's a feeling of grief and of loss of like, I'm missing out on those types of interactions because I don't have a husband. And so then I'm just mad. (laughs) I'm mad at my ex-husband. I'm mad at, you know, missing out on those opportunities and interactions because of him, because I truly believe, and maybe not, maybe these people just don't even, wouldn't, wouldn't even invite me out to eat, even if I was married, but I think in general, the chances of getting a let's go out to dinner invitation are exponentially higher if it was myself and my spouse versus just me, um, or just any single parent. It doesn't have anything necessarily to do with me or, you know, whatever. So... And that's, that's the thing. that It just sucks. It just kind of sucks. And I just wanted to say, you know, like I said, other single parents, it does suck. And I, and I, I feel your pain. Um, you know, we all have kids the same age. We all, uh, you know, are, a lot of us are in the same school district. We go, we all, in this particular situation, go to the same church. But it's just not, it's just weird you know, it's just kind of weird for three, you know, a couple and then a single person to be sitting at dinner together in a restaurant. Um, so I think that's, you know, I, I wanted to just say like, there's a lot of things that, you know, I get frustrated about that my kids are missing out on by not having a father in their life full time or, and, or at all. But there's also things that, You know, every once in a while it kind of pops up that I realize that I'm missing out on and gets a little bit, get a little bit sad about it. But, you know, it's okay. Just kind of, you know, you feel it and then you move on because it is what it is. And what can I do about it? Nothing. But I just wanted to, I guess, like I said, if there's anybody else that's ever felt that, you know, like, you're not alone. I feel it too. Um, And then the other thing that kind of goes along with that is... And again, this hasn't been anything that anybody said. It's just completely in my head. But do any other single parents feel like less of a uh, less of a parent? Or okay, let me explain. I uh, like I mentioned, my daughter is um, wanted to do a trip, and so her little friend is um, coming with us tonight to go on a. Overnight, we're going to stay in this camper. So as I'm like building up to ask her mom, who also is a a friend of mine, if if her daughter can come with us. My insecurities are raging (laughs) to the point that I had convinced myself and I had already drafted a uh, conversation that I was going to have with my daughter because I was convinced that there was no way that this couple would allow for me to take their daughter, you know, overnight on this trip. Um, and, you know, I had it in my head, like, well, maybe if I tell them that I, uh, like, what do they need to know about me? What do they need to know about me to convince them that I'm capable alone of supervising and taking care of their daughter for this overnight? and I didn't end up telling them anything. Like I did provide them with the address and they were really excited and totally agreeable. Like there was no question on their end that she could go. But is that something that happens to any other single parents? Like you feel the need to, to, uh, you know, almost like explain this is, (laughs) this is why, um, I'm parenting alone and this is what I'm capable of doing. And, and, and yes, I can manage your fra- your your children coming over just to, to spend time with my kids, or I can manage them going on a trip with us. I don't know. I, I just felt I f- my parenting insecurities, like I said, just really. I mean, to the point that like. I almost waited too long to ask her, and i and I thought, Oh my gosh, if I ask her and she can't because they've planned something else for this weekend, i'll never forgive myself because I've waited so long because I just was so anxious about i don't know of her just this is, it's it's stupid it's stupid is what it comes down to it's stupid for me to feel that way it's stupid for me to think that um that anyone would think that, but it it is I think uh, as a single parent, like, there is a lot, at least on my end, I have a lot of insecurities about, um, you know, what do people, how do people feel about me, you know, being around their children or, or being with my children or being in my home or, you know, all of those things. And I think the thing that I wanted to say, you know, as single parents is that we have to tell ourselves... And really as parents in general, like single or not, we have to tell ourselves that we are, for the most part, obviously everyone's not doing this, but we are, for the most part, making decisions and parenting in the best way that we know how. I saw this really cool Facebook post yesterday. It was like probably 20 or 25 pictures of kids holding signs And each one of them said something different. Like, I haven't had any immunizations. I've had all of them. I've had a staggered immunization schedule. I'm a vegan. I'm, um, I don't even know what else. I'm, I was breastfed until I was two. I was only formula fed. Like, all these different, basically, parenting preferences that these kids had experienced, and at the end of it, it was a picture of all of the kids holding a sign, and it said, we are loved, and, or I am loved, I don't know what it said, but I think that's what it comes down to, like, we love our kids, we love our kids, I love my kids, I make the best decisions that I can when it comes to parenting them, and I, if a, if a, if another parent comes along and isn't, doesn't feel comfortable with, you know, leaving their children with me or having them come into my home, what can I do? It's kind of the same situation as the the first one. It's like, I, this is like a, basically a, 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 a reprimand to myself. Like, I really want to focus on not worrying and getting caught up in things that are outside of my control like I can't change the fact that I'm single I can't I could I guess I don't want to I should say I don't want to change the fact that I'm single I don't want to change the fact that I'm a single parent um it is what it is and I'm grateful I would much rather be where I'm at today single than where I was at five years ago when I was in a really bad, bad place with my relationship with my second husband, that was way less healthy. Like I would have, I would not have wanted any of their friends to come into our home when he was there with us because both of us were very, very in a very, very unhealthy, like dysfunctional place. That was not a good environment for anybody's children, mine in particular. So, um, yeah, that's that. I, I guess I just am saying to myself and saying to any other parents that are listening, like, just hold your head high and be confident that you made those babies and anything that you're doing, regard, you know, whatever decisions that you make for them. Uh, you're doing out of love, and you're doing you're doing the best that you can, and you're doing what you believe is right for them, and that's all that we can do. We can pray, and we can love them, and we can make our best decisions for them, and hopefully that's okay with their friends, parents, and they want us to. They want to let their kids hang out with us. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. That's just what it is. I mean, I yell at my kids, and I've yelled at my kids when their friends have been there, and they know that. I try to to keep it tampered down because it is embarrassing for them, and it should be. Don't act like an idiot, and you won't get yelled at. Um, but, you know, if a parent has a problem with their kids being in a home where they, they're not there, I'm not going to yell at somebody else's kids, but, yeah. It, if the parent has a problem being in a home because you feed your kids Pop-Tarts and Doritos... Then, then I guess they don't come over, and maybe they're just friends at school. I don't know. Um, I just have gotten myself kind of caught up in in thinking too much about stuff, and not. I I, I don't want to miss out on enjoying activities and interactions and relationships because I'm just kind of stuck in my head worrying about well, what will these people think about me? What will they think about? Me being single, what will they think about you know my kid's dad not being involved? I don't want to get caught up in that, so I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm just gonna. um, I've been getting more involved in some uh, different mom groups in the community that are doing some outreach things that I maybe never would have been participated in in the past because it's really scary for me and overwhelming, and it still is. But this has been this is kind of my, I guess my next step into. My, this whole like deal that I've been trying to to live through and work through over the past couple of years of not wasting my life and not wasting the time that I have here on earth and being as intentional with my life as I can be and so if it means doing stuff and like socializing with strangers then so be it so anyway That's it. That's all for today. Just those few things, like I said, that I'd thought of over this past week. I hope y'all really enjoyed um, the interview with Jill and her husband, Heath. If you have any other um, questions for them or any follow up questions, feel free to email or leave a message or send me a message on Facebook anytime. Um, You can find the group page It's Me Sam on Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter at It's Me Sam Podcast. Uh, you can also um, send me an email at podcast at gmail.com. And did I say the Twitters? Yeah, you can find me on the Twitters. Um, that's about it. So be sure if you think about it and you listen to subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating, um, and then hopefully I can maybe someday figure out how to how to actually access that information. <laughs> so so I can actually see what's going on. But, you know, I, I don't particularly care too much. I hope that, um, you know, that things are, it's being listened to. I see that it is, so that's a good thing. That's enough for me. But anyway, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Hopefully this camping trip is not a total disaster. I really think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll let you know the next time. All right, have a great day. I'll see you later. Bye.